Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Gibb Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, for those of you who are new to the show, Merritt's here because he spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. Jim Merritt, how are you? Good day, Robert. Uh, Abdul is here because, well, he knows everything about everyone in Indianapolis politics and government. Abdul, how are you? I do also have nothing else to do this time of day. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, you just need more things. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. All right, so most of our show today is going to be focused on what was previously kind of a pulseless, lifeless governor's primary on the Republican side. Now, all of a sudden, all sorts of things happening. And, well, Abdul, we'll start with you. Suzanne Crouch comes out and says, I would like to get rid of the income tax. And, well, a lot of people said, you've been lieutenant governor for seven years. Why didn't you do something about it the past seven years? And how are you going to pay for it? And not a lot of answers on that. The floor is yours. Uh, yeah, Suzanne has uh, uh, adopted the, 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 the mantra, axe the tax. And as my good friend Jake Kenworthy says, you know, if that's axe with an E or just axe with a regular X. <laughs> uh, the, the issue is, and I can see, but like, first of all, state lawmakers have started a discussion about tax reform. Looking at income taxes, sales taxes, property taxes, the whole nine yards. Oh, gonna, welcome to the party, pal. They're going to be doing that uh, for the next few months of change. The problem with getting rid of the income tax, and I wrote about this uh, on IndiePolitics.org uh, last night, it is how do you replace eight to twelve billion dollars in revenue? Number one, number two, are you talking about just getting rid of the in- the individual income tax? Are you talking about getting rid of the corporate income tax? Are you talking about getting rid of the, uh, local local option income taxes, county option income taxes? It's a lot more than what you think. Yeah, and then also that education, K through twelve funding, and Medicaid are literally seventy percent of the state budget. And if you get rid of the income tax, you just got rid of half their funding sources. So once again, any any tax plan that you do has to be revenue neutral. And if you don't believe me, I recommend you go look at Kansas back in 2012 when Sam Brownback was going to run for uh, president, who was governor at the time. They cut taxes, ended up with a $900 million shortfall. All right, so I will get to that in just a second. Merritt, let's go to you. You know Suzanne? You know Silent Suzanne? Oh, of course. The lieutenant governor yes. is a friend. Uh, everyone's your friend. Is anyone not your friend? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I try hard. Other than the friendships I've ruined for you. Um <laughs> It feels very forced. So we talked about this yesterday on our uh, Kendall and Casey show on WIBC. This is a very big idea. And you would think if you were going to run for governor, and this was actually an idea you were very passionate about, when she came out of the gate, she would have come out as an opening salvo of, hey, you need to vote for me because I'm going to, and here's the details of this plan, and voila. It feels like she was responding to Curtis Hill, who got a lot of good publicity over saying, no mandates on mass vaccines if I'm governor. Yeah, it seems desperate. Um, you know, uh, campaigns are almost like writing a book and, and having the introduction and having chapters and then having a great ending to it. And uh, you're telling a story, 
and and you would hope in the beginning that you would describe who you are and what you represent and how you feel about issues. And um, I think it would be better off because her office handles uh, the broadband issue and housing and farming to talk about what they have done because the lieutenant governor has done a good job in those areas and talk about those issues that she has worked on for the last seven years. And if you're going to have a broad, big statement saying, I'm going to cover the state with broadband. We're doing a good job here, but we would need to do a great job. And and I, I felt like it was desperate. I think it was in response to Hill's uh, announcement about masking because he made such a splash. And uh, I, I thought it was just kind of out of tune. And I, I was um, kind of disappointed in her because, like you said, it should have been in the beginning or, or, or towards the end and have some basis to it because those that are on the inside and insiders will, because it's a primary election, because there are 27 people running for governor, <laughs> insiders will and that's nominate. 20, that's 27 today. Yeah. It'll be 30 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the bottom line here is the bottom line is, is the insiders are going to elect and nominate the next governor and elect the next governor. And we all know that, I mean, back in 1990, we were talking about this. We haven't found our way to do this. And Abdul's right. There's no alternative. Oh, I hate hearing that Abdul's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it happens more times than not. Okay, so, and, uh, so let, let me go to Abdul real quick. Sure. Because isn't part of this, even if it's not feasible or, I mean, it's always feasible, but even if um, it's not feasible, it, it's something you people don't agree with, if the person giving the viewpoint is consistent and genuine people go okay well reasonable people can disagree and discuss if it were rob kendall coming out running for governor and saying hey i want to uh, axe the tax and you got to cut eight billion from the budget i would say now watch me whip now watch me nay nay here i go because i have a track record of saying government is too big it's too broad there's too much of it and you can disagree or, or agree with the government I want to get rid of, but you would say it's a genuine person making a genuine statement. With her, she has no track record of being some government-cutting machine, and so you say you're not a serious person with this proposal because you're not cutting $8 billion from the state budget. I would have felt better, uh, and I've known Suzanne uh, for years, since, since, since she was in the legislature and became state auditor, I would have felt better had she had uh, more white papers, more like, hey, here's how here's how— to, to back up, like, here's my idea. I want to get rid of the income tax. Here's some thoughts I've had. Mm-hmm. At least have something as opposed to, like, well, we'll get to that mm-hmm. eventually, as opposed to just ax attacks. Like, well, okay, fine. You, you know, if you want to capture attention, uh, and I knew this wouldn't fly, but I knew it would capture attention when I ran for mayor. I had this proposal that we would trade laptops for guns. Oh. It made the, it made the front page of the Indianapolis Star. And I was craving the detention when I was running didn't get enough <laughs> by a long shot, but bottom line was I knew that wasn't going to fly. But it was a it was a it was a feel good trying to get traction, it, it, but it wasn't overwhelming people. People kind of laughed at it, but I got the attention that I was running for mayor, and uh, this was just overwhelming. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. 
It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com uh, Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, talking a little bit about Suzanne Crouch and, and her governor's campaign and this proposal to get rid of income tax. Now, she did a couple things, and this is where we come back to the, hey, this feels a little desperate, because it seems like since Brad Chambers announced he was running, and we'll get to him in a second, and Curtis Hill comes out with this mask, no, you know, ma- no mask mandate, no vaccine mandate um, decree, She's been kind of playing defense, and she does this mass text to people who are very upset because they're like, hey, I don't know this lady. I didn't sign up to be on your list, and a lot of non-political people were getting this. I don't know. The mass text in August when the race is in May and non-political people are getting it, I don't know. That seems like a bad move to me. Abdul, you're the political expert here. What say you? Well, I think – I. Uh, here's a perfect example. A lot of what we're going through right now, whether it's Suzanne and the tax plan, Curtis and the mass mandate, uh, Brad Chambers and whatever, a lot of this is preseason football. Uh huh. At the end of the day, what does all this mean? Easy. Not a damn thing. Yeah. Until people, until until once we get past the mayor's race, and then people really start focusing and paying attention. Uh, these are all so, these are all sort of uh, ah here we go, sort of sort of test runs. Like yeah. hey, let's see how we work with the mass trial mandate. balloons. Yeah, yeah, trial balloons. Yeah, exactly. That's what all this is. All these are just trial balloons right now. And as far as the mass texting goes, I get mass texts from everybody because I, a I ran for ran ran for public office number two. My name's on everybody's mass email texting list to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 idea of our leaders right now not having credibility coming out of the pandemic. People don't trust government, and there's not a whole lot of a confidence in government. And for her to send these ta- these texts, these mass texts to people that she doesn't know. And then they hear us in the media, if you will, uh, talking about how this really is a difficult uh, proposal just adds on to the lack of credibility. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I get, I don't know, maybe cell phones are the new mailbox, right? I they mean, are. And, and you get, you get through the postal service, political mailers all the time. And I guess people, you know, a lot of them just get thrown away. People accept it, whatever. I don't know. There's not even a race right now in the sense of the filing deadline hasn't even opened, and it just sort of feels I look a little invasive. I don't, that's kind of, I would kind of say that was the overarching theme from the non-political people that I heard from because I didn't even get a message. How is that possible? I was like, well, what? I, I can tell you, my cell phone with, with text, I almost have report to ju- report junk. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I get I get. I get texts from everybody. I'm not, I not offended get by one. It. How did I not get one and everybody else got one? That, that can't be an accident. Well, I'll say if I'm going to cheat on my wife, I have my girlfriend text me a spam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's switch gears. Speaking of the governor's race, Indiana Capital Chronicle had an interesting article about Brad Chambers. Now, Brad Chambers uh, was the head of the IEDC, so he that is the economic development arm for Holcomb. And anybody who listens to our show Monday through Friday knows I am not a fan of this guy. But for the purposes of this show, this article was about his donations, many donations to Democrats over the years. And I will tell you, the the that did not sit well with a lot of Republican activists. Now, I get that most of my friends tend to be more conservative. The big one was the $5,000 donation to Obama. Merritt, I'll start with you. Does this matter? And... Does Chambers have to answer for these donations? You know, 
it's kind of interesting. We have Jennifer McCormick, a former Republican, running for the Democrat governor uh, nomination, and and she's going to be the Democrat uh, running for governor in in November next year. Handpicked by Holcomb. Huh? That was he was hand, she was handpicked by Holcomb. Yeah, I mean they pushed her across the finish line at that <laughs> yeah. convention. Yeah, and and now and I I agree with Abdul. This is inside baseball. This, this will go away. This is just a spot in the road. You, you don't think if you don't think if he's let's say he gets there's some sort of polling that shows hey Brad Chambers is winning. You know that Curtis or Braun or even Silent Suzanne are running ads going dude oh. all over statewide TV. This guy gave five. Yeah, yeah. But, see, but, but here's but here's the thing though. Brad did not give money per se as an individual the way I re- if i remember the story correctly he gave it under his company buckingham consulting whatever that is buckingham companies yeah buckingham mm-hmm. companies and as a company you give money to republicans and democrats yeah that that, that that's just a fact of doing that's just the, the that's just life in the universe yeah because as, as we say in politics no permanent friends or permanent enemies just permanent interests yeah this is gonna can, this is gonna fade away real quick and, and if you got interests you know across indiana or across the country then you want to give to where republicans are in charge you want to give where democrats are the, in charge the, this is not like eliminating taxes uh in, in indiana that's going to come up in a debate uh you know uh, lieutenant governor wait, 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 talk, talk about it, and i'll let you answer but i think this is interesting that Neither one of you guys think, I mean, whether it is a thing or isn't a thing, the fact that, and whether it's his company or him or whatever, the fact that there is a donation that this guy approved of for five grand to Obama, that you guys don't think that's going to come up in a Republican primary? And it'll, it'll come up in a primary, but then again, if you weren't going to vote for Brad Chambers because of that, you probably weren't going to vote for him anyway. But most people have no idea who any of these people are. And if the opening salvo to Brad Chambers on opposition is, hey, you can't trust this guy. He gave to Evan Bayh and he gave five grand to Obama. Well, heck, Mike, if, if oh, they, heck if, Mike Brown voted in Democratic primary. Well, hey, <laughs> don't, don't threaten me with a good time. I mean. <laughs> so, a in all the houses, huh? Exactly. So so the, the thing is, like, he gave 5000 here or he voted this. Okay, what, what's the context behind all that? And that to me, that's the thing is, okay, Brad had a company nationwide. Gave D's and R's, okay, fine. If uh, yeah, Mike- he develops in Nashville, but, Tennessee. But, but, but doesn't that go to a lack of core conviction, which is one of the things that is a knock on Holcomb and Hupfer and those guys, is that it's, hey, now we're getting five grand from the State Teachers Association. I mean, it, the narrative is these people are basically legally for sale as politicians, and you know, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's just wherever the wind is kind of blowing. I just think that... You're going to have to explain that, right? How you're different or you're not one of them, and yet you're giving this money to Obama. Maybe I'm the only person, clearly I am the only person yeah. in this room that thinks that. You are the only person in the room Well, that well I think that. It, it's going to be harder to explain eliminating the income tax than it is to uh, explain why you gave $5,000 to Obama. It's like, it's, like, it's like a Democrat in Hamilton County or a Republican in Marion County. Why did you give money to Joe Hogshead? Because Democrats are in charge. Why did you give money to, to Sue Fink? Because the Republicans are in charge. You, you dance with the people who brought you, or at least the guy who's playing the music. Uh, Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, that uh, segment was not nearly as eventful as I was hoping it would be. Uh, <laughs> wow. Logic and rationale win the day no, I, I, to- I totally disagree <laughs> with you, but I'm the host here, so I, I've tried as I've evolved as a broadcaster when I'm my job is to host the quasi-public, uh, uh, what do they call that? The uh, What is that an opinion base? What's a, what's a, the... Like the thing that you host, where public you, affairs, yeah, public affairs. Thank you. Yes, perfect. Uh, I can't be as animated as, I, <laughs> or at least I've made a choice not to be as animated as I am Monday through Friday. Uh, okay, 
Speaking of which, uh, so let's see. That's one. That's two. Number three is Curtis Hill. And, you know, we talked a little bit last week about the uh, kind of salvo that Curtis threw out about, hey, no mask mandate if I'm uh, uh, governor, no vaccine mandate if I'm governor. Now, Mike Braun was on with Hammer and Nigel on uh, – what would this be? Monday, Tuesday, uh, what was yesterday? Tuesday. So he was on Monday with Hammer and Nigel, and he basically said the same thing. And then he tried to he tried to say, Well, look, I'm the only person with a track record uh on this issue. And I said, wait a second, that's not true at all. You were proving money, which was going to the states, which is enabling the shutdown, and you didn't say word one when the state was being shut down. So, uh, Merritt, I'll go to you first. Uh Braun, it appears, grasping at straws, trying to say, uh, don't look at me. Uh, I'm a good guy in all this. Yeah, I, I, I've said this on this program before. Uh, Senator Braun has one foot in Washington, D.C., and the other foot in Indiana. And that's a very difficult slog. And, and he's trying to keep up. He's trying to be a good U.S. senator. And I don't see how it works, Abdul. I, I think that... Uh, his comments, he had, he 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 could have really made a, a point, in Washington D.C. Uh, with with all the COVID money and, but but as far as my memory uh, spans, he didn't. And see, and, he, and here's the thing about all the, all the mass mandate stuff and the whole pandemic, and I'm I'm waiting for a candidate to just come out and say, look, and the the, the pandemic we dealt with a couple years ago was the first one in a hundred years. We had physically almost like no record of how to deal with something like this. Do we, know, do we know a lot of things now about COVID that we didn't know before? Yes, we do. And so I'll act accordingly. Like, do we need mass mandates or vaccine mandates? Probably not. But at the time, we just didn't know. That's all you got to say. And people, like, people respect that because you're just being honest. Well, let's elongate that. What are you going to do in the future? Exactly. You know, and, and nobody, no one has come and said, these are the lessons learned. This is what we're going to do. And uh, this is how I'm going to protect you. Because we're going to have another crisis. Yeah. Well, and and the reality is, if you were to say, okay, who is the, by conservative, liberty-minded standards, whatever, the person who led during COVID on mandates, it has to be Curtis, because Curtis is the only one who did anything. And you can think this is right, or you can think this is wrong. Curtis came out with that advisory opinion when Holcomb tried to have the criminal component to the mask mandate and said, can't do that. And Holcomb pulled it out. Yes, no, Curtis no, Nobody forward. else did anything. No question about it, and he was very certain about it. Uh, there was no... There's no uh, no doubt in my mind how where Cur- Curtis was on that. What is the uh, – and you guys both have run campaigns. You've been a part of campaigns. You know this better than I do. Um, what is the need? It's like somebody goes first and then everybody else says, well, I got to one-up them. And what is the – it's almost like an obsession or a you know just an instant triggered Pavlov's dog type response – well, I got to one-up that guy. I mean, for Mike Braun to say, I'm the mo- have the best track record on this or most consistent, that's just a lie. I mean, what, like, what is the need for that? Just give your answer and just say what you do and then go on your merry way. Well, or here's a thought. Shut the blank up. <laughs> well, I mean, if there, there's a thought. He got to ask the question. I mean, it's not really his fault. Yeah, it's one thing It's one thing if you get asked a question. Something to, to, okay, oh, my God, Curtis, this, we have to immediately go jump in yeah. and, make, and make a position. Uh, when Hogshead did the gun uh, thing, a bunch of politicians in Hamilton kind of were like, okay, we can do something on guns. Like, no, you don't. Like, stop that. You don't you yeah. don't need you don't need to respond to everything. Yeah. yeah. It's that competitive spirit. And uh I, I we're losing now. Yeah. And uh it's just like any other game. You you want to match or do one better to your opponent. And uh it it a lot of times it just really falls flat. And we've seen that. 
Uh, in the same interview, they asked, they being Hammer and Nigel, asked Braun about property taxes. And this is another version of this that I just absolutely can't. I, I saw this answer. So two weeks ago, and we heard this from multiple people, Braun was getting asked about, hey, wh- you know, property taxes are really hurting us. What are you going to do? Is there a plan? And he was telling people, and these are different people who didn't know each other, giving me the exact same answer so we know it was true. And they said Braun was totally dismissive of it, said uh, it's a market-based thing. It was caused by a once-in-a-lifetime deal. It'll fix itself eventually, and I'm not doing anything with it. And he got an earful from people on it at these various breakfasts or whatever he's speaking at. And all of a sudden, then he goes on Hammer and Nigel this week and goes, yeah, I'm for putting some sort of freeze on the amount you can increase the property taxes from year to year. And it's another example to me of like, you were forced into this answer. You don't mean this. If you meant it, you would have rolled out of the gate with it because clearly property taxes are an issue from the moment you made your announcement. And it's another example of, I don't trust you because I don't believe you. And it's the same thing with Suzanne Crouch and that income tax. If you wanted to do something... You would have said it from the beginning, and you gave people the actual answer, which is you don't care. Yeah, you don't care. Well, it, 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 with this issue, uh, there were people in the legislature when we were uh, crafting this. You may remember this, Abdul. Uh, when, we, when they were putting this together back in seven, eight, nine, is there were a lot of us that wanted a cap when it when it would reach a a, a circuit breaker, if you will, and it just it just felt dead. Uh, I was talking with former. Senator uh, Doug Eckerty the other day, and and uh, he kind of reviewed what we talk on these shows, and and he said, you know, uh, we were trying to put a cap into it, but the leaders at the time just weren't interested in it, and and in in his in his broken way, uh, Braun was trying to say that, but then again, you're in a debate sometime later in this year, and it, and and somebody should say, Senator, how are you going to do that? Yeah. Why didn't you? Why weren't you at the beginning talking about that? It seems like, and Abdul, I'll go to you on this because you cover these campaigns ad nauseum, and you've covered many, many over the twenty years you've been here. It seems like such a freebie, and I've said this on here. Even if you didn't mean it, just say it, <laughs> because there's like this freebie here for all these politicians. Whoever gives the best answer on property taxes first, there's a huge group of people who would be more apt to vote for you. And none of them seem to want to put the effort in because it is. And is that it? It's hard. It's, it's complicated. Like, it's, it's like my dad says, "Son, always be sincere, especially when you don't mean it." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my dad. <laughs> that, that come. See, here, here's the thing with property taxes. Technically, I, I can't get mad at Braun because he's right on the, the property tax situation we had uh, the past couple of years has basically been a market issue. It's supply and demand. As the supply of homes uh, drops and the demand goes up, the price values go up. It's it's that simple. Now the the thing is, do 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 you cap it? Uh, do do you put limits on on assessment of growth? I I guess you can, but once again, when somebody sells their house for say a hundred thousand dollars more, then that's what the home is worth. Yeah, but you know yeah, but, also, but, 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 but there is a but there is a flaw. We can all agree there's a flaw that there is. A, this is, let's say Jim owns stock in Apple, and no doubt Jim is very wealthy. He may actually own stock in Apple. <laughs> And Jim sells his stock at Apple, and he makes a million dollars, and he says, see you, suckers, I no longer have to do statehouse happenings, um, which we hope never happens. I don't get punished for that. I'm glad Jim made his money, and I hope he pays his applicable taxes, and everybody goes on their merry way. In the housing market, I get punished for something my neighbor did, which is the assessment of my home goes up, which is how I'm taxed based on something somebody else did. You know, Robert, a lot of this has to do with fear. 
And back then, no one wanted to make the locals angry. Because, Why? Because, They're horrible. Well, it's cancel uh, culture. Same, they, sh- same show I said I'm not going to offer animated opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think we can agree that uh, people in the legislature don't want phone calls from local officials saying that, you're 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 cutting my funds, and and regardless if I get a windfall or not, I want sufficient funding for my office, and don't put a cap on anything. Abdul, technically, technically, Jim is right. Like I said, the thing is, we need to have a, we need to have a. That's why I like what the legislature's doing on on tax on the on tax reform. Let's look at all taxes. Let's look at income. Let's look at property. Let's look at sales. Let's look at corporate. Let's look at let's look, let's look at our entire tax structure. Let's figure out what do we what do we need. What 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 do Hoosiers want to pay, and then let's just figure this out once and for all, and just be done with it. All right, uh, final stop on our Governor's Express here today. Look, you can say whatever you want about this guy, and he's got a lot of baggage that he's going eventually going to have to explain because I don't think he's properly explained it yet. Um, but Curtis Hill either has incredible stagers at events he goes to, or he's getting a lot of people to show up to his events, and I get that that is not. A, po- a scientific poll i'm just saying that he did an event in avon the other night and you're used to seeing 15 or 20 people and it looked like the room was packed and people should not sleep on curtis hill running for governor because there's a lot of really angry republicans at the current republican party in this state and i think people would be very 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 naive to sleep on this guy as a legitimate threat to be the republican nominee for governor i'm always confirmed if you take every opponent you have in a campaign seriously regardless number that's point number one point number two curtis appeals to, to an ideologically conservative base of the republican party the question is will enough of them come out to make a difference yeah. uh in may of next year yeah and he's he's got to and jim and then i'll go to you he's got to have He's really good on social stuff. For, I'm saying from a conservative perspective, right? Like he's really good on, hey, no masking, no vaccine mandates. Uh, we're going to clean up the bull crap in the public education system. He's really good on a lot of that stuff. I've heard not word one from him on fiscal issues other than we're going to cut the taxes. Okay, same question applies to Suzanne. How are you going to do it? How are you going to pay for it? And I don't see Curtis being the sort of guy who's really going to dig into the details to give you that information. Well, which, which is why I would have preferred Curtis maybe run for mayor of like Elkhart. Uh, that way you can get uh, that way you can deal with all like you no know, roads, infrastructure, all all the all the bricks and mortar stuff that would make you a really good governor. I, I think I think people are going to quote unquote kick the tires on Curtis Hill's candidacy for governor. I think he comes across very certain, and and we and all of us want our leaders to be confident and certain and i also think that he has a, a a track record as attorney general that worked well with the legislature that worked well with uh conservative people in indiana and people are really looking towards him or a, another candidate that comes across truthful and uh somebody that that uh can lead the state and and uh he has had success in indiana politics and um you know, it, 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 his campaign is just unfolding. What is it, 45 days old? And uh, I, I think there's, gosh, I bet there's 12% of Republicans right now that will vote for him in the primary, and he just needs to double that. He wins. 
Uh, before we go, Abdul, anything, any juicy gossip, rumor, innuendo you want to like let our public know? I was going to promo. Oh, yeah, I was going to promo your cheat sheet for you, but like, is there a tidbit to say? Hey, you can read about this in the cheat sheet if you subscribe. Um, I was just trying are, to do you solid. Things, things are kind of quiet right now. I know uh, as we would tape this on Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, state central committee uh, will make uh, make their vote uh, to make Ann Hathaway uh, chairman of the uh, Indiana Indiana Republican Party. That that's the that's the big political news mm -hmm. this week. Yeah. Is there any rumor of who the vice chairman's going to be? Don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. You. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, no one told you. It's going to be you. We don't want me. Uh, Merritt, tell us about your uh, fabulous podcast that you do. Uh, it's uh, Merritt in the Morning. We do it at Cafe Audrey. It's sponsored by Alpsbrow Brew. And uh, and we're working on a new new uh, sponsor by the name of Stockyards Bank. So How exciting. It, we're, um, you got the banks and the booze. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're really checking all the boxes. No, no, you need the vape shops. So you're good. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that. <laughs> But we're uh, we're enjoying it, and uh, hopefully we'll have Mayor Collier, uh, the city of Lawrence mayor, yeah. uh, next week. All right, so you got to go to indiepolitics.org. you got to get your cheat sheet subscription. Now, my question, Abdul, if they get it now, do they avoid the rate increase? Um, technically, yes, but it'll just the rate increase will just kick in when you renew. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying if I do it now, that'll just, I mean, that'll give me six months yep. before there's a rate. There's a, there's a, look at this. Is what we do. It's public service here. There's a rate increase on the horizon. Merry Christmas in August. For your, for your My wife wants to go to Hawaii next year, so I got to start figuring out how to pay for that. So, so get it now for all the juicy gossip, rumor, and innuendo. Find Merritt over at Merritt in the Morning Facebook and, uh, and Jim YouTube. Underline Merritt. Jim Underline Merritt <laughs> on, on Twitter. Uh, you two are the absolute best. Uh, thank you for all you do, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul. Jim Merritt, he's on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And don't forget, you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Kim Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.